0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Just Shiatsu Podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Zelinski. And today I wanted to talk about Aikido and Shiatsu. I have been reflecting on both these arts the last couple weeks for some reason, and I have started to notice some similarities in the way they can be expressed outward. Um... I do view Aikido as a healing art as opposed to a martial art, but it can be practiced in such a way that it is martial and not healing. But today I want to focus on how Aikido reflects the healing aspects of human existence. So one of the things that I've been reflecting upon is Aikido is about restoring balance back to conflict. And health is about restoring the normal flow within the body back to normal right we could view some sort of disease in the body or dysfunction in the body as conflict in the body and it's interesting because the way to resolve conflict in aikido is not to meet force with force and i think it's important to think about how conflict could be resolved right there's a couple different options right whenever anyone gets into physical confrontation right and somebody's willing to do you harm The option is always there to do them harm back. And dependent upon the force used back, that will uh, determine the outcome of the battle. So if you're too forceful in your response, right, you may destroy your enemy, right? And when they no longer exist, they no longer have the ability to heal or grow. The second level might be that you maim or uh, disfigure them in some way through the conflict, now they have the option to grow but their growth is limited because their movement is now inhibited for the rest of their life. And there's many levels between all these, but then the last level of conflict resolution would be that the conflict ends with neither party being injured, but yet the will to be destructive has vanished between the between the people in conflict. So the real question is how do you resolve conflict without destroying the other person well in aikido part of that is not restricting the other person's movements you have to allow them you have to allow their energy to move where it wants to go so your goal is to get out of the way sometimes that's just enough to resolve the conflict there they miss a punch and they start to realize that maybe this was a bad idea and conflict resolved everyone gets back to normal they had a chance to reflect on their actions in their life at that to that point and they might grow and change into a new person at that point conflicts not always that easily easily resolved so you know usually when someone misses they might continue to keep trying to hurt you and in that way you have to move off the line and then redirect their force which is what aikido does and by redirecting that force we redirect it in a way that we show compassion and care for the person who's trying to to hurt us so that they can see the error of their ways and then grow into a better person. And to resolve a conflict without hurting another person requires you to not have very forceful actions. The more force applied to force, at one point, those two forces, one has to overcome the other, and usually that's by breaking something. Also, the more forceful you get, the more you add stability to the other person's perspective or their, their ability to... To fight you, right? The more force you provide, the more something there is for them to fight against. I always am trying to think of ways to think about how force creates this counter movement that doesn't allow things to heal. Or, you know, in Aikido, we're not we're trying to off balance the person so that we can resolve the conflict by stopping their their aggressive movement. Sometimes that's done with you know uh, a pin or throwing the person away. Right. And the only way we can make them off balance themselves with their own actions is by not giving them a balance point. So when we're talking of forceful action, I think we're balancing this idea of allowing the other person to move freely through their life versus stopping them from moving in their life. So in Aikido, we move around this force and allow them to keep moving. You know, this gives them an opportunity also to. Reflect on their action and realize that maybe they made a mistake because they missed, right? And now they're in danger because when I move out of the way in Aikido, I move to a way where I have an advantage. And now this is when I can help them self-reflect, right? Once I move out of the way and allow them to pass, I can gently nudge that motion they're doing to off-balance them, right? I just give a little suggestion of maybe a little bit more this way so you're off-balance then I become a stable center for them to move around, right? I now have control of their motion. And in Aikido, I choose the gentle path, right? I find a way in which I can resolve this conflict and still show care and compassion for the person who is out to do me harm. And I think this reflects a lot on what it takes to help someone heal. You know, doing body work where someone is not very physically active and I'm just using my touch These types of things are more subtle and you can't really see them. But what I'm feeling for when I touch someone is I'm feeling for the movement that's happening in the body. Then I feel that movement and I be with it, right? Just like as someone's attacking, I let that force pass by, right? I just observe it as it moves by. From that point, I can see what's happening. I can see what's wrong. I've gotten into a better position now that I've observed the situation and moved out of the way of this this conflicting movement. And now I can help redirect it to a better and safer spot. Now I can see what's happening in the body. Now I got a feel for it. I move with it a little bit so I can understand where it's going and what it's wanting to do. And now I redirect it and show it a better path. Right. This is what should be happening with the touch as, as we try to heal as well. This is also where it's important to keep a calm mind. Because a calm mind sees clearly right and this takes training right this is why you know meditative practices are are common in these these type of arts right we need to learn to train ourselves when we have conflicting movements in our mind to ignore those and just be at peace right when i'm at peace i can see clearly the situation that's happening if i let another person's conflict start to become a part of me i start to react to that in a negative way right I want to retaliate and preserve myself and I'm not staying calm and being in the moment and realizing that that conflict isn't me and I believe this is part of what is meant in the classics when it comes to to using Chinese medicine and by you know being calm and serene in your heart right this is the way you can see the subtleness of what's happening inside somebody just as it's the way to remain calm in a conflict in a martial you know, in a martial perspective, you know, if, if thoughts creep in during conflict, you'll get distracted and you potentially are in danger. And the same is with healing, right? If I let some thoughts creep in during a treatment that aren't pertinent to the treatment, I might miss something that happens. And I'm not truly there with the person. So again, the importance of keeping an open heart and really being there and feeling this person you're with are important, both in the martial conflict, and in the healing process of shiatsu. And then we get into the idea of relaxation. Again, we don't want a lot of force in either you know situations. So we learn to relax. This is a balanced relaxation. It's not the relaxation where you let all tension in your body go and you collapse to the ground, right? We need to find a balance between just enough tension to give what's needed, but not so much so that you become a counter-movement to that force. And also, the more tense you are, the less the less ability you have to feel and read things that are happening around you. Right? Part of staying relaxed in a martial conflict is so I can feel the adjustments made in the other person's movements as I start to manipulate them, so I can adjust my movements in in accord with theirs, so that I can still stay in control of the situation. And the same goes with shiatsu. If you get too tense in your movements, you're going to miss the subtle movements inside the body. You won't feel the shifts. Maybe you won't feel them, you know, the, the breath adjusts or the channel starts to open and soften, right? These are all things that, that happen underneath the touch. But if you're too tense, you won't notice them, right? And the other thing that I've learned through this, uh, this process through Aikido and touch is, you know, as humans, we are always kind of measuring the other person's touch when they, when they're, when they make contact with us. In Aikido, if I grab someone strongly in response to their attack, it forces them to tense, and I lose the ability to move their energy as freely as I would like. You know, we're always measuring in some form when someone touches us. Is this dangerous or is this desirable? Is this a threat or is this not a threat, right? So if I enter with a gentle touch, even in a martial conflict, right, that person tends to not react in a way where they feel they need to make quick adjustments to defend themselves. Instead, they get confused more, like in the conflict. Why am I being touched gently during this aggressive movement? You know, it's so that we can help guide them in a better way, you know, show them a better, a better picture, a better way to live, right? This is how we're, we're gently suggesting a path, right? And in shiatsu, it's the same. One of my big things in my personal shiatsu treatments is that this idea of spirit or shenming, is really what heals in a person's body. All I can do is suggest movements to it and hopefully see things differently so that the person can make their adjustments internally, right? The body is really what heals itself. We're just suggestive markers, suggestive resonance, suggestive vibration, right? That's all all we can offer somebody. And it's their ability to read this this feeling, this touch and see what option I'm giving it. So, that the adjustment can be made for a better healing response in the body. And if I come in with an aggressive or unsafe sort of feeling, right, the body's going to reject that, that idea or that notion, and no change will happen. In fact, I might even reinforce the diseasing or dysfunctional movements that are there because it doesn't feel safe to accept this, this path that I'm suggesting, you know, that is, is better for the cheetah to move through. So, another aspect that I've always found really interesting in Aikido is that for an Aikido technique to fully work, everything must always remain in motion. If we stop the opponent's motion, we stop the ability to do the technique, right? We now have to reestablish motion by creating our own muscular movements, which is detrimental to what we're trying to do, right? The idea was not to create a conflicting movement that stops their motion. And the same is is life, right? Life is always movement. If we start to find areas in our body that aren't moving, that usually is a sign that we're not probably going to be living much longer. So how do we, again, create or keep constant motion moving, right? Well, we don't get in conflict with the movements inside the body. I don't feel a movement coming towards me, and I try to push it back the other direction, right? So in the martial arts, it's often, this statement's often given when we're pushed, we pull, right? if someone pushes me i just continue that motion i pull them in towards me and then we redirect it to an advantageous or healthier healthier way and when we're pulled we push so if someone pulls me i just continue and follow that motion inward right and again i follow that in until a point where like i can help be more in control and redirect it to a healthier outcome the other interesting thing in martial arts is timing especially when you're trying to blend with another person's movements you can't move too fast or too slow. You have to blend perfectly with their timing. If you move too fast, there's nothing to blend with cuz it's you've beat it to the punch, right? If you move too slow, the movement's probably going to control you. And the same is true with healing, right? We have to be patient. You know, this timing in martial arts is really an, a good way to say patience, right? If someone's attacking me, I have to be patient enough to wait for them to come and give me that energy to work with and then i adjust to their speed and their pace then once i have control of it i can actually readjust the pace as i feel appropriate for the moment but to first blend we have to match the pace and the same is is with the body you know when i'm feeling into someone's channels or you know trying to feel the chi movement in there i first have to match that chi movement so that we can move together and then so I can become that solid pivot point again or that solid suggestive point to let the body readjust itself. And when we do get that proper timing and that proper tension and all that comes together, especially in an Aikido technique, there's always a moment where you become one. In the martial conflict, since I'm trying to resolve the conflict, we become one in a way that I become the controlling factor, but they're one with me. And I'm one with them. It's just I've had the opportunity to steal the moment or the mind for a second to create the oneness in the direction I want to go. And it's the same in healing, right? I need to become one with the person who I'm treating. And then I need to be, you know, that moment where we become one. I need to make the suggestion, right? If you're coming to me to help, you know, make a decisive adjustment in the body so that health can be re-established. So the other aspect that I really want to call attention to in Aikido is the two roles in Aikido. Right? In Aikido, there's a person who they call nage, who is the person who applies the finishing technique or the, uh, the technique that, that provides the resolution to the conflict. And uke, which is the person who initially attacks but ends up becoming the receiver of the attack. And I think there's a lot of similarities between nage and who the healer is presenting to be and uke and who the patient is, right? So uke would be the one with the disease or the dysfunction, right? I mean, even the ability, that the fact that you want to attack another human being and cause them harm, to me is a distortion in perception. You know, you have had a moment where, you know, destruction seems like the better option and that's really not how you know we continue on and live in harmony with each other by destroying each other so i consider that to be a conflict or a, a dysfunction in in some sort of process within a human so when we're talking about healing and we talk about aikido uke is the one who receives who has the ability to heal nage should already be kind of in a, a healthier state or a suggestive state that can help heal and i I wrote a, an article for myself a while back, you know, to help define Aikido for myself as well. And I just wanted to read a part of that for everyone because I kind of thought it was good in rereading it. Um, and it really sa- it says, I really think the true value of Aikido comes from being uke. This is where a lot of harder aspects of connecting with a person come to light. The structure is that such that Uke starts the conflict knowing their true intention will never come to light, which is hitting the target. This is where we can see the errors of our ways, or you could even say our life choices, and realize that even though things didn't go as planned, I will be able to adjust. There's always a path that leads to a better place, but I have to be willing and accepting enough to allow it to happen. I have to open my heart to the moment and truly be there. No one likes to be wrong, so instead we push through and injure either ourselves or another. It's okay to be wrong and stumble because you have been training for this. All you have to do is fall down and get back up, and it turns out everything is fine. It may turn out I am wrong about all this, and if that is the case, I will just roll away and start again. I just thought that was a... Kind of a beautiful way to show how healing happens in another person. You know, it's a different perspective to look at how healing is. It's a choice we make to change. You know, it's an acceptance of ourselves. You know, it's okay to fail. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to have all these things. But we need to realize that in the end, it will be okay. And that the adjustments can be made so that we can improve our status and grow and heal in life. I know it's probably hard to understand what I mean about a martial art by just talking about it. So I really suggest that, you know, go on YouTube and watch some, some Aikido videos of people performing at a high level. Think about the things that I've been saying and see how that reflects in their movements, right? Aikido and shiatsu to me are very similar in the way they approach, you know, helping someone. Or helping you know providing a healing opportunity for someone well as always i hope this helped bring some new perspective or insight into your life you know if you want to know more about my work or me you could always visit my website it is just shiatsu.com on there's contact information if you wanted to you know send me any questions comments or concerns you know i'll gladly address those otherwise i hope everyone has a great time and um I hope you'll be here for the next episode. Have a great week. Thank you.